Okay, I'm back. It's been a while. I've been doing a lot of reading and listening, and frankly, I've become very overwhelmed with Beethoven. Um, we're reaching a point in his life where he's becoming really complicated. He was always complicated, but even more so now because he's, he's both good and bad. He's complicated. So I think what I'm going to do for this podcast is keep it simple. We're just going to start where we left off after his massive, amazing concert with Symphony Number no. Five and Six and his piano concerto and choral music. Um, he had about eight years of um, the most amazing imaginative production in in composing music, and then it's all over. And he's reaching a point in his life where he's beginning to perhaps doubt himself a little bit more. He's having trouble with money. He's having trouble with friends. He's such a tumultuous and difficult character that he's actually made a lot of enemies. He, he is very difficult to be in relationship with. His, his friends are either treated very, very kindly by him or they're yelled at. And he's one of those people, but you probably don't want coming to your Thanksgiving dinner because he could either be really amazing or he could ruin it for everybody. So we're going to just investigate his violin sonata, which came about in this time after his crazy eight years of wonderful music making. It's gonna be in this time before his last symphonies came out, before his um, really great uh, breakthroughs with composition, and um, and in a in a really difficult time for him. His health was getting even worse. He had foot pain. He had. Um, headaches, he had fevers, he was falling in love with women that were much younger than him, and they weren't interested in him, and um, it just was a crazy time. <laughs> so let's talk about his loves. It's really still a mystery, but we do know that this woman seemed to reciprocate his affections. She seemed to love him back, but something happened so that they weren't together. And we think maybe Beethoven decided that perhaps he needed to be a composer and that um, maybe this relationship wasn't the right thing to do. Or maybe it was the woman that, that didn't reciprocate. We, we just don't quite know what happened, and we don't know who it is. But we do know that Beethoven was involved with someone who really stole his heart and who captured his imagination, and then um, he was devastated when it didn't work out, and he really felt alone, 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 as he wrote to someone in his letters. So Beethoven wrote many letters in his lifetime, and we have a lot of them that we can get a little bit of insight into what he was thinking and especially what his relationships were like. 
he, at this time in his life, had friends who were women, who were maybe the wives of some men that he knew, or um, were students, and um, all of them were upper class, wealthy, probably out of his league as far as dating. Um, But he did develop close relationships with these women who were all very talented, amazing, smart people who were drawn to him because he was so talented and he was a legend at that time. And yet he was maybe not very handsome. He was ill. He was difficult. He could be crass. And I think he also came on a little too strong. I think that if a woman was kind to him and smart and maybe somebody that appealed to him, he he gave them too much attention. So a lot of his relationships ended up as failures. And um, there's just this one relationship that historians are completely flummoxed by. We still don't really know what the full story is, but uh, Beethoven wrote this letter when he was on vacation, and it was a letter to someone that he calls his immortal beloved. And so it's become sort of a legendary story. But there are many, there's about three women that historians hypothesize could possibly be this woman. We don't know who the woman is, but we do know that whatever happened between them, it didn't lead to a lifetime of love and happiness. In fact, it led to Beethoven feeling alone, 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 as he wrote to a friend. He was devastated by this relationship not working out, and I think it haunted him for the rest of his life. of this time period as that Beethoven's hearing was pretty much all gone now. He is completely deaf. He's beginning to be a composer who is deaf and is still composing. So think about what that did for his imagination, for his creative world. It really made it so that everything was in his head. Everything he imagined and the result of it was purely in his head, which in some ways I think led to his distinct voice and sound within the music. And it also led to the fact that he couldn't communicate as easily with people, so he withdrew within to himself even more. Because the war with France and Napoleon had taken such a toll on the economy of Vienna, 
a lot of the wealthy people who had given money to Beethoven were either getting old and dying or had moved or were actually they didn't have as much money um, Beethoven's financial security was really put into limbo and so he was starting to worry and perhaps make some creative decisions based purely on the fact that he needed to make money Another thing to take into account is because Beethoven's health is really struggling, his mental state is struggling as well. He even writes to friends and talks about how he's he's not thinking clearly and his I think his anxiety and levels of depression were definitely on the rise. So he just wasn't well. special things about this violin sonata number 10 is because it's his last we probably treasure it in a different way but it's very different from his first few sonatas um, it has it's simpler to play it's a little bit easier and more manageable and a lot of people say it's his very best that it's um, it's just beautiful and um, I think that it's it's really special. Sometimes it's described as the loveliest of his violin sonatas. And this is from Wikipedia. I have no idea where they got this quote, but they say, calm, ethereal beauty and a searching test for players. Everything must be right from the very first trill. Ah, that comes from the master musicians, Beethoven by Marion Scott. So this is a piece of music that was written in 1812 and published in 1816. He dedicated it to his student, who was the Archduke Rudolf Johannes Joseph Ranier of Austria. And he performed it. He was the first one to give its first performance. This was a student that um, did have some money and uh, Beethoven tried to treat very well. He actually worked very hard at being respectful and kind because he knew he needed the money. He was also a good musician. So I think there was a lot of respect between the two people. So his student was playing piano and the violinist's name was Pierre Rod. And he had these two musicians in mind when he composed it. So it takes about a half an hour to listen to. It's got four movements. The first movement is called Allegro Moderato, which as you know is moderately fast. The second movement is Adagio Espressivo. So it has this expression inside it's inside it. It's it's got to be um, sort of slow but beautiful. The third movement is Scherzo Allegro. Scherzo I always think of as quick and sort of um, funny and, and jolly. And the last movement, Poco Allegretto, is a little fastish is what I like to think of that. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope you just sit back and listen to it. Think about how even though Beethoven is going through such great difficulty and struggle, and he's a very difficult person, he tends to at these times in his life come up with very beautiful sweet melodies and he sort of answers the difficulties in his life with positivity in his music. It's really a beautiful aspect of his composing. So I hope you enjoy. Mm -hmm. 